The Hermit from the Vicar of Wakefield by Oliver Goldsmith From The World's Best Poetry, Volume 2 Love, Part 1 Read for LibriVox.org by Anusha Ayer as the narrator Sonia as the stranger And Craig Franklin as the hermit The Hermit from the Vicar of Wakefield Turn, gentle hermit of the dale, and guide my lonely way To where yon taper cheers the vale with hospitable ray. For here forlorn and lost I tread, with fainting steps and slow, Where wiles, immeasurably spread, seem lengthening as I go. Forbear, my son, the hermit cries, To tempt the dangerous gloom, for yonder faithless phantom flies, To lure thee to thy doom. Here, to the houseless child of want, my door is open still, and though my portion is but scant, I give it with good will. Then turn to-night, and freely share, whate'er my cell bestows, my rusty couch and frugal fare, my blessing and repose. No flocks that range the valley free, to slaughter I condemn. Taught by the power that pities me, I learn to pity them. But from the mountain's grassy side, a guiltless feast I bring, a scrip with herbs and fruits supplied, and water from the spring. Then, pilgrim, turn, thy cares forego, all earth-born cares are wrong. Man wants but little here below, nor wants that little long. Soft as the dew from heaven descends, his gentle accents fell. The modest stranger lowly bends and follows to the cell. Far in a wilderness obscure, the lonely mansion lay, a refuge to the neighbouring poor, and strangers led astray. No stores beneath its humble thatch required a master's care. The wicked, opening with a latch, received the harmless pair. And now, when busy crowds retire to take their evening rest, the hermit trimmed his little fire and cheered his pensive guest and spread his vegetable store and gaily pressed and smiled and, skilled in legendary lore, the lingering hours beguiled. Around, in sympathetic mirth, its tricks the kitten tries. The cricket chirrups on the hearths the crackling faggot flies. But nothing could a charm impart to soothe the stranger's woe, for grief was heavy at his heart and tears began to flow. His rising cares the hermit spied with answering care oppressed. And whence, unhappy youth, he cried, the sorrows of thy breast from better habitations spurned, Reluctant dost thou rove, or grieve for friendship unreturned, or unregarded love? Alas, the joys that fortune brings are trifling and decay, and those who prize the paltry things, more trifling still than they. And what is friendship but a name, a charm that lulls to sleep, a shade that follows wealth or fame, and leaves the wretch to weep? And love is still an empty sound, the modern fair one's jest, on earth unseen or only found to warm the turtle's nest. For shame, fond youth, 
thy sorrows hush and spurn thy sex. He said, but while he spoke, a rising blush his lovelorn guest betrayed. Surprised, he sees new beauties rise, swift mantling to the view, like colours over the morning skies, as bright, as transient too. The bashful look, the rising breast, alternate spread alarms. The lovely stranger stands confessed, a maid in all her charms. And ah, forgive a stranger rude, a wretch forlorn, she cried, whose feet unhallowed thus intrude where heaven and you reside. But let a maid thy pity share, whom love has taught to stray who seeks for rest but finds despair companion of her way. My father lived beside the Tyne, a wealthy lord was he, and all his wealth was marked as mine, he had but only me. To win me from his tender arms, unnumbered suitors came, who praised me for imputed charms, and felt, or feigned, a flame. Each hour a mercenary crowd with richest proffers strove. Among the rest young Edwin bowed, but never talked of love. In humble, simplest habit clad, no wealth or power had he. Wisdom and worth were all he had, but these were all to me. And when beside me in the dale he caroled lays of love, his breath lent fragrance to the gale and music to the grove. The blossom opening to the day, the dews of heaven refined, could not of purity display to emulate his mind. The dew, the blossoms of the tree, with charms inconstant shine, their charms were his, but woe to me, their constancy was mine. For still I tried each fickle art, importunate and vain, and while his passion touched my heart, I triumphed in his pain. Till quite dejected with my scorn, he left me to my pride, and saw the solitude forlorn in secret where he died. But mine the sorrow, mine the fault, and well my life shall pay. I'll seek the solitude he sought, and stretch me where he lay. And there, forlorn, despairing, hid, I'll lay me down and die. T'was so for me that Edwin did, and so for him will I. Forbid it, heaven! The hermit cried, and clasped her to his breast. The wandering fair one turned to chide. T'was Edwin's self that pressed. Turn, Angelina, ever dear, my charmer, turn to see thine own, thy long-lost Edwin here, restored to love and thee. Thus let me hold thee to my heart, and every care resign, and shall we never, never part, my life, my all that's mine, no never from this hour to part, will live and love so true, the sigh that rends thy constant heart, shall break thy Edwin's too. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.